All right, we're here for the pre-show for, was it 189? 49. 49. Something 89. 89 was all the significant digits my brain could handle right there. One, four, they're really close. Where did they open the... Oh, uh, I know I just saw it somewhere. Sorry. It's okay. Playing around with my thingies. <laughs> thingies? You got multiple thingies, nice. Don't you? I wish. I just got one. <clears throat> you just have one ball, huh? <laughs> one ball in it. <laughs> Two's just showing off. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Yes, sir. I don't know. Uh, I've been f- fighting. Got a system at work, and it has been down since the middle of December. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I don't know. you're like every day. It's like today's the day. It's gonna get resolved, and it's and, been and a month nope. and a half. Well, it is. A new level of frustrating. Well, like uh, Buzz Lightyear says, I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. But it's spelled wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Come in pies. I don't know where it came from. You know, I found it online. But it's a picture of Buzz Lightyear. uh, Some kid drew. And then apparently... Wrote, I am Buzz Lightyear. Spelled that right. Uh, and then says, I come in pies. C-U-M. Mm. And then P-I-E-S. But it's clearly, I come in peace. Right. No, that's exactly how, you know, Max is beyond that now. But it's mm-hmm. exactly how Max would spell right. things out. And that's how they, in school, when the kids are doing the writing assignments, they're just supposed to spell out whatever. Yeah. So. <clears throat> come in pies. It is funny. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in pies. Doesn't everyone? You and me both, buddy. You and me both. <laughs> I prefer cakes. <laughs> Strudel. Um, oh boy, so, I mean, I don't know. Seems like we just did a show. Yeah, well, last week. Yep. I have I have Monday off. What's Monday? Anything? The day after the Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a holiday for. That makes company. sense. I, I got an email from the guy at the Colo. He's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll look at that when I get back in Tuesday." I'm like, and I never clicked. We actually have a soccer game Sunday at four fifty. So, well, I mean, I apologize to anybody who might be listening to this who does care, but I don't care. I didn't know the Rams were in the Super Bowl until I bought a square on the pool just to be part of the Mm, team, you know. Right, yeah. What square did you get? I got uh, three for the Rams, nine for the Patriots. Not very good. No, Search up up Super Bowl pool odds. That'll be the surge. But you'll see a a grid of the number of quarters 
the score has come up in all the Super Bowls combined. Uh-huh. It's that green and greenish one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so mine has only come up. Uh, so nine and three. It's come up one time. One time in all the Super Bowls, it's hit three nine. Where seven and zeros come up like twenty sometimes. But... Interesting. Uh, so it's the last night. You know, it's not the actual. So I remember something where you actually predict the score. There, no, there's so some, the, there's the, ones like that. Right? No, the way these pools work is there's a hundred grids, right? A yeah. hundred squares. Every you put your name on a square, you pay ten dollars. So it's a thousand dollars in the pool, and then each quarter there's a payout, and the big payouts at the end of the game. So $500 if you get the score at the end of the game. And it's if the Rams have a score ending in three and the Patriots have a score ending in nine at the end of the game, I win $500. If they have that score at the end of the first period, I win 100 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but in all the Super Bowls, nine and threes come up one time. And since it only goes one way for me, I guess it'd be an average of half a time now. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. You never do. Good numbers. Got to be in it to win it. It's true. You can't win if you don't play. Uh, but I was looking at the $10 bill. I'm like, I'd rather have you than play this game. <laughs> um, but people probably know I'm notoriously not a gambler. You know that I, you know, look at other science popularizers, popularizers, and see things that I find interesting. And I, uh, one of them, I don't think you'd like the show or the, the the videos very much. It's kind of a little silly, but uh, but I also think he he does great stuff. It's called the Science Asylum. I did one sure. just recently about uh, where the energy comes from, where the energy flow comes from in a circuit. Okay. Uh, and at first I was like, huh? and then I thought about, it and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I thought about it more and I was like, okay, well that's one way of looking at it. Right. Um, but here's, here's the question. You have some battery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If this ink would work, there we go. You have battery and it's hooked up to, let's say, a light bulb. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, current um, current flows to in positive because that's that's the way that right. uh, Ben Franklin did it. But anyway, well, well you just drew your arrows backwards. You drew your arrows the way the electrons are flowing, not the way the current's flowing. Well, the positive flows into it's yeah, that's right. It's it's, it's the positive. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I think of it. Right, you're thinking of the way the electrons are moving. <laughs> right. Sure. But here's the thing. Okay, so the question is, where does the energy come from? Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, the battery. Well, yes, but the electrodes in the battery immersed in ele- electrolyte. Well, okay. So, potential. so here's the thing. The charges move relatively slowly. The drift velocity is pretty slow. Uh, the charges moving isn't really where the energy comes from. And think about this, because what happens in an alternating current? Right? It's going back 
and forth. Right. If it was the electrons that were lighting up the light, then there's not much. It's just wiggling. Yeah. Right. So, so the thing is, like, it's not electrons being put into the circuit that that causes the circuit to to have energy. Okay. Okay. So here's here's where the the weird thing comes in. There's this concept called a uh, pointer vector, pointing vector by a name by a guy named Pointing, and the math looks like this. You have this s is the pointing vector equals there's just one over mu zero. That's just a scaling factor. Don't worry about it. And then there's uh, the electric field vector crossed with the magnetic field vector. So that's the equation. So what does this mean? Well, whenever you have an electric field, you have a magnetic field perpendicular, or mm -hmm. uh, not perpendicular, um, yes, perpendicular to it. Uh, and if the electric field is going this way, then you know it's going that way. This is the flow of energy. Okay, the S is the flow of energy. This is the a vector. It's a vector. This, the S. This is a vector for the electric field. This is a vector for the uh, magnetic field. This is a cross product of these two. So this can't be this way, and this can't be this way. Right, the, this s vector can't be e because it's crossed with b. This s vector can't be b because it's crossed with e. Okay. So the energy is going in the other direction, in the third direction. So in a wire, the energy, as it moves back and forth, is coming from outside in. And in the battery, it's coming from the inside out. So where is the energy coming from? The energy is coming from the electromagnetic field. Here, at the light, the energy is being pulled in from the electromagnetic field. And here, at the battery, the energy is being pushed into the electromagnetic field. And as long as... It doesn't matter how separate these are. The electromagnetic field is everywhere. So as long as this is dumping enough energy into the electromagnetic field way over there, you can pull energy, the same energy, way over here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so does that blow your mind? A little bit, yeah. <coughs> um, so like I said, I thought about it, and at first I was like, huh? And then I really thought about it, and I thought, well, actually, no, it does kind of make sense, because... Your does it make more sense when you think of the Tesla stuff, wireless electricity? No, no, because um, it's like it's 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 just sort of a way of looking at the problem. Right. Whereas uh, uh, another way you can look at it, which I think is equally as valid, is just to imagine in alternating current the a potential well is switching places back and forth. Mm -hmm. And you're just then dipping the energy back and forth constantly. Um, so it's, it's just another way of, of visualizing the same phenomenon. 
So, so it's like here's here's the analogy. I guess you can make a water analogy with this. If you if you took water and put it up uh, on on a water tower, um, or, or you put it up on on some some pond five miles away and had a pipe here five miles back, and that's where it turned a water wheel. Mm-hmm. Your energy is being your potential energy is way at the pond, but you're affecting the water wheel way down here. Right. So it's the same sort of thing. It's just your your pull your energy storage is way over there. Your actual energy usage is not actually the water. It's the gravitational potential of the pulling down on right. the density of the water that's pushing down. Well, the- when you say it that way, that aligns all closer with what I thought was thinking at the beginning of this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, it's the the it's the potential. Between the positive and negative of the battery, that is, you know, it's not necessarily the number of the electrons in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the movement of them defined by the potential. And when you mention it like gra- like gravity and water, you know, it's, it's ex- you know, it looks just like a circuit at that point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing is you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a circuit when you're doing gravity, right? Um, like where's the? You don't have the. It's not connected back up to the. Yes, pond. it doesn't have to. So be. the battery is actually. Battery is not necessarily the pond on the hill. It is. The gravitational body that this system is on. Yeah, because the battery because gravity is unipolar, whereas electromagnetism is. Yeah. So water dipolar. water is the yeah, yeah okay you said it you said water is not the thing that makes the work happen. It's gravity. It's, it's gravity that makes the work happen. So in a circuit, electrons aren't necessarily the thing that makes the work happen. It's the potential. It's the difference in, uh, it's the the setup difference in char in, mm-hmm. in the charge imbalance essentially. Right. Speaking of batteries, mm-hmm. you know we had this really cold Arctic polar vortex mm-hmm. cold snap, and I had an old battery in my car, and it's been slow to start all fall and winter. So. I wanted to get ahead of the problem and get my battery replaced before the cold snap. So I go to Pep Boys, buy a battery, put it in, car won't start. Uh-oh. Charge it up, half an hour later, car starts. All right, great. We'll work tomorrow. It just must have been, must have been sitting on the shelf for a while. Get up in the morning, try to start the car, car won't start. Jump my car off the old battery, car starts. Drive to work. Figured the alternator on a highway drive would charge the battery. Didn't start the car when I got to work, but it would have started because when we went to leave work, car wouldn't start. Got a jump, drove home, turned off the car, turned on the car, car starts just fine. Get out the voltmeter, car... Oh, I should say the night before when I measured the battery was at 10 and a half volts. Uh, A charged battery is like Mm 12.7. Um, so 10 and a half volts, get home, turn off the car, turn on the car, car starts, turn it off, measure it, 12.7 volts. Perfect. 20 minutes later, go outside, check the battery again, 10 and a half volts. Mm. What? Put the car charger on the battery overnight on the trickle charge. And this was the morning of the polar vortex. Car would barely turn over. That's all it would do. 
So like I'm trying to figure out is this battery a dud mm-hmm. or is there something else in my car that could be causing this? So I um collect all these data points and you know trying to search. I really couldn't find anything. I call my mechanic and he's you know, he's like, Well sometimes like a door switch can get hung up and the dome light will stay on or something like that. But I'm like, lose all that charge in twenty minutes? It's like, no. If you had like a dead short like that, you'd see it or hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, take the battery back into Pep Boys. This is what sucked, right? Because it is zero degrees. Mm-hmm. And I got to take the battery out of my car, take it to fucking Pep Boys, <laughs> tell them that this battery is a dud. They look at me like, we're going to go test it. And they go to them back and test it. Come back a little bit later. Not sure what's wrong with it. But they're like, well, if this happens again with the new battery, you're going to have to have your alternator checked or replaced. You know, I'm like, it's, it's not that. Oh, because when the car was on, it was measuring 14 volts. With the alternator, which is normal. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I drove home, it charged the battery up. So what I think was wrong with the battery is there's like five cells in a battery, in a car battery. Right. Each one's like two and a half volts or something like that. I think one of the one of the cells was dead, right? But you could like, with the, with the four remaining lead acid cells, if the alternator is jamming 14 volts in there, it's going to go over 10 and a half volts right. for a bit, but not hold on to it, you know? And then, but it was, you know, pretty stable at 10 and a half volts. Too bad that doesn't start your car. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so I, they bring the second battery out. It has plastic covers on the terminals, the terminal posts. The first battery didn't have plastic covers on the terminal posts. So not only did I get a dud, I got someone else's dud that they restocked. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Fucking Pep Boys, man. That's what you get when you go to Pep Boys. You're not getting... Yeah, I know. I know. And I was trying to be proactive and not wait till my battery wouldn't start on the Polar Vortex day. And I still had to change my battery on a Polar Vortex day. (laughs) Um, It's nice having in my car. It's not a great... It's a... It's a... A garage, sort of. It, I mean, it's mm. you've been. It's open. Yeah, yeah, like it's a parking garage. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's not. Uh, but it's yeah. It's really nice to have that. I don't have to worry about. It. You get the park underneath, I guess, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Nice, so you don't have to cover. Sweet, dust off your car in the morning. Yeah. Does it keep does it like do? Does it keep the frost off the windshield too, or no? It does for the most part. Yeah. Nice. Um, I've only had to like deal with ice once or twice, and just a little bit, not not a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably enough your defroster can hand kick it off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's <clears> nice. 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 Yeah, so that was my big saga. I stayed home from work on, what was that, Wednesday, I guess. And the fucking Pep Boys. <laughs> Did you drive in uh, today? Yeah. Oh, that was exciting. <laughs> Is, is, I, I plugged in Waze and like Waze get me to work and I it took me I went on three roads I've never been on in my life really because just everything was so fucked that it found me the fast way but it was like hmm. I, cro- I crossed over 79 and 279 four times <laughs> I know people were complaining <laughs> that like the the roads were terrible like the green tree road was better than 376 for most mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You just have to go across the parking lot practically. Yeah. Not much for me. Yeah. No. It, 
I got to work in about an hour. It would have taken longer if I would try to just go on the highway. The, I mean, the roads were snowy. They weren't particularly slippery. Um, it wasn't a white knuckle drive, even though I was on, you know, mm. a ton of back roads and, you know, some hills here and there. It really wasn't white knuckle. It was fine. Hmm. <clears throat> um, the, when I came home from, from uh, Tucson, that was a white knuckle drive because that was, it was like four or five inches of snow. Mm-hmm. And... I just had to go. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the airport, I got to get home. Where else am I going to go? Yeah. And the roads are terrible. It's 1, 1 a.m. Mm, yeah. You're not going to get a hotel at the airport. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. <clears throat> all right. Shall we? We shall. I've been looking forward to drinking beers all day. 